David, what are we talking about today? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes, both of them. <laughs> As we're recording this, we are very excited. We're going to go see Captain Marvel in a few hours. Mm-hmm. So we're sneaking this in under the wire <laughs> just, <laughs> just before we go see Captain Marvel. And rather than go through the scene by scene like we have with the last couple, um, I feel like this one is it's just kind of a more of a fun movie. It's not like as epic as Black Panther and Infinity yeah. War. So we'll just kind of focus on like some of the new characters, anything that you particularly like or don't like, and then what, how it connects to uh, to the rest of the MCU. So uh, I guess first I'll start with, with some of the characters that we do like we already met before so there's ant-man scott lang there's mm-hmm. hope van dyne there's uh hank pym uh, hank pym right mm-hmm. um there's michael pena's character Luis. Mm-hmm. um we have scott lang's family is back the his uh daughter cassie and his mm-hmm. ex-wife maggie and her new husband paxton yep and uh, anybody else? Loose is three friends. Not three friends, two friends. Right, right, yeah, the other yeah. Uh, two people. So, what uh, what do we need to catch up on any of those? Like, do you, any of them you really like better in this movie than the previous one, or any ones that you don't like as much this time as in the previous one? Well, I mean, I like uh, Paxton more in this one that's just because he's more likable character yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he doesn't have as much to do in it but he is uh he shows up um a couple of times and i love like the big family hugs that they all give yeah scott's on good terms with his ex-wife maggie so yeah. like they hug each other like during drop off and drop you know drop off times uh, for cassie mm-hmm. um and then paxton always gets in there too <laughs> gets yeah. the hug. so and he just seems really really happy um there's like no jealousy one way or the other between scott and paxton um mm-hmm. it's just it's all everybody's and there's not like they're not just there for cassie like sometimes family people like who don't really like each other will kind of um, at least try to get along for the sake of the kids, but you get the sense that Paxton and Scott like really like each other. Yeah, um, the Paxton actually really has a really great heart and uh, really wants to see Scott succeed and and get his life back on track. So, yeah, um, I guess let's talk quickly about a connection to previous movies because Scott is under house arrest. Yeah. So tell me about that. Why is he under house arrest? Because uh, he went to Germany, which they never fail to remind you. Yeah, it never comes up a lot in this movie. <laughs> uh, referring to uh, civil war. Yeah, the big fight at the, the, the yeah the airport in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny because Scott keeps wanting to refer to Captain America as Cap. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds a little pretentious to hope, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, like they're, they're they're buddies and stuff, and and you know they kind of are. Like you know, you want to call Captain America Cap because he's mm-hmm. just that cool. Why? So Hope and her dad um, Hank are very angry at Scott. They haven't really talked to him in a long time. So what's that all about? Why why have they not talked? Because he stole their suit, uh, went to Germany, yeah. and basically made them outlaws. Yeah, he got caught, right? Because so, yeah. Why did he, how did he make them outlaws? Because it was their technology, right? Right. So they're basically kind of outed as being people who associates. Of yeah, like maybe they should be. Maybe they should have signed the accords 
because they have this kind of super technology, mm-hmm. but they haven't. And so they're just as guilty as Captain America and his team, but not associated yeah. with Captain America and his team. So they're, they're kind of on the run. So, so yeah, so A, they're angry at Scott, mm-hmm. but B, legally, Scott can't be around them because that would be a violation of his probation uh, yeah. and his house arrest. So. Mm-hmm. New characters, let's talk about, we'll start with Sonny Birch. So what are, what are Hope and uh, Hank kind of working on right now? Something with the word quantum in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a quantum tunnel, I believe, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I lose track of the timeline a little bit, but... Like I know that's that's become something, but they're basically they're trying to figure out how to get Hope's mom. How to yeah, because and why why do they feel like now they have a chance at getting Hope's mom? Because they've never tried that before. Because Scott came back from the quantum realm, right? In the first movie, so there's another connection, I guess, mm-hmm. to the first movie. Yeah. So he yeah, so Scott because he came back, um, they go well, I guess, I guess it's possible. So now they've been looking for ways to uh, to try to get into the quantum realm safely so they can rescue. Hope's mom. And mm-hmm. they've been getting technology through kind of a shady character named Sonny Birch. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, what'd you think of Sonny? I don't know. He's sometimes likable, but not really, usually. Mm-hmm. And when I say likable, I mean kind of sleazy. And he's worse at sometimes than he is at others, I guess. I don't know. I, I like that actor a lot. He's played by a guy named Walton Goggins, and he was on yeah. a show that Bob and I used to watch called Justified. He's just, he plays a great bad guy. Um, he's he's mm-hmm. always a little bit sleazy, a little, but, but charming, too. He's got that great Southern accent. Um, yeah. And uh, so, anyway, I like him just because of that. Like, he is a really kind of maddening character. Like, just the way he he's figured out that Hope is working on something important and that they've got this big lab and he is taking it upon himself to find a buyer for her lab. And then when she won't sell, he basically just severs their business relationship, tries to keep her money for the latest deal they were going to get, they were going to do, but without giving her uh, what she paid for. And yeah, it's just, you know, he's just, he's really sleazy. And uh, so he spends most of the money. Just uh, he's not like uh, Darren Cross was in the in the other movie, where no. he's like you know got like, evil plans. <laughs> yeah, basically. He just wants money. He just yeah, and so he's just kind of and he's not really on their level, but he does have a you know he doesn't have any superpowers, he doesn't have a super suit or anything. He's got truth serum. So <laughs> yeah, he's got some guys, and uh, and they're will they're able to kind of just be a complication in in this story. Yeah. I wouldn't call him like the major villain, but he's a complication all through it. Mm-hmm. Um thing is he is kind of the major villain. Yeah, well, so the other one we need to talk about is Ava. Mm-hmm. Um aka Ghost is what they call her. Yeah. Um so tell me about her. What's her deal? Uh she has molecular disstable Disability, something is like that, that what they called it? Sure, it's something like that. Yeah, but basically, her cells and atoms and stuff aren't exactly the most stable. Right. Yeah. So she's like at a molecular level, constantly so phasing more. in and out of existence or out of this dimension, rather. Um, which yeah. it looks really cool and creepy. You know, she's got this cool costume mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, and I guess the character Ghost is a character from Marvel Comics. I don't really, I'm not familiar with them. Um, but I don't think in Marvel Comics, like, you know a lot about 
who the character is. Like even I think it's a man. Um, so in the movie, they've kind of just took that idea and then kind of built this new story around her. Yeah. But how did she get that way? Uh, her dad was trying to make the same thing Hank and Hope are making right now, hmm. but he failed and it exploded because most people get superpowers through explosions. Right. And science explosions, science explosions. And yeah, then she ended up like this. Yeah. Yep. So and it's, it's painful for her. And eventually it, it seems like, like her condition is deteriorating so that eventually she'll just kind of fade out of existence or yeah. be ripped apart or something. Like that. I, don't, I don't remember exactly if they even say, um, you know, this is she die. Yeah. And she's working with, um, a guy and it's a tiny little spoiler. Cause when you first meet him, you don't realize that he's working with her, but oh, well, um, <laughs> Uh, who's she working with? Bill Foster. That's right. That's right. Okay, good. Because I kind of guessed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that is totally his name. And uh, he's played by an actor named Lawrence Fishburne, and he was in the Matrix movies. He's, oh, he's Morpheus. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was also in one of the Mission Impossible movies. I want to say three. Yeah, it was Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, he was like the head of the IMF. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the one where Ethan kind of first goes off the grid. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Lawrence Fishburne, cool dude. And uh, he's <laughs> Bill Foster. Bill Foster, as we were kind of, I didn't want to go too deeply into it when we were watching the movie, but um, you've actually read a comic book with him in it. So you remember when you were reading Alpha Flight? Yeah. And there was um, a couple of issues where they were not Alpha Flight issues, but they were a thing. Uh, Marvel two and one issues where the thing teamed up with Alpha Flight. Um, was it like was it like towards the beginning? Yeah, because it was before Alpha Flight number one. Actually, it was kind of when they were okay. supposed to be a lot of team ups and crossovers and other people's hmm. books. And uh, so there was, there was this issue, a couple of issues where the Bill Foster. So Bill Foster's had a couple of different names in uh, as a superhero and they allude to it in this because they talk about how he kind of was able to make himself giant sized yeah. in the past at some point. And mm-hmm. so for a while, like after Hank Pym and the comics had kind of moved on past the Ant-Man giant man name, mm-hmm. I think he was probably yellow jacket at the time. Bill Foster became the new giant man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point he changed his name to like Goliath or black Goliath. I think they called him for a little while. Which is, they make a reference to that in this movie too, but talk mm-hmm. about the Goliath program. But anyway, in this Alpha Flight thing crossover team up, Bill Foster's character, I think they see Giant Man at the time, is dying of radiation poisoning. And the Thang is like trying to find a, uh, a cure for him. And Reed Richards is working on it, but he's not finding it yet. But Reed Richards says, Hey, I know about this guy in Canada who's really knows a lot about radiation, especially like gamma radiation. And uh, mm-hmm. you should go talk to Dr. Walker Lankowski and see if you can bring him back. Yeah. And so the thing goes to Canada and he meets Sasquatch and Shaman, but there's like a whole other kind of adventure that pops up and then the rest of Alpha Flight comes in and it's a whole thing. But okay. but anyway, Giant Man, Bill Foster is uh, kind of the guy. He spends most of the most of the two issues on an, an operating table as Reed Richards is trying to cure him. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but what do you think about Bill Foster in uh, in the movie? He's a nice guy. Yeah, I like how he is. He's a little bit torn about what to do. Like he, 
He wants to help Ava. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really want to hurt people. But he doesn't yeah. want to hurt people. And, and she's getting desperate. Like, she's in pain. And, you know, I, like, I understand where she's coming from, too. Like, she is to the point where she just is ready to try anything, even if it's, like, kidnapping Cassie. Yeah. To to make Scott do what she wants him to do. And mm-hmm. Dr. Phil says, no, no, yeah, no. Right, yeah, he draws the line. We're not hurting that. anybody. We're not kidnapping kids. Uh, if you want me to help you, and I will, like, I want to help you, but but in order for that to happen, we have to, like, there's certain lines we can't go past. Mm-hmm. So I like I like their relationship. I like his sense of kind of obligation to her and to helping her. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his relationship with Hank, which is like he's super irritated at Hank because Hank is super irritating. Yeah. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least in the past he was. Yeah. Well, he's still kind pretty of, and kind of now. Yeah, he's still pretty crotchety. He got better. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's learning. He's learning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, he's got a great relationship with his daughter now, but even that in the past has not been super good. So anyway, you can, you can see why Hank Pym would have irritated <laughs> some people. Yeah. Okay. So let's see who else we have. Jimmy Wu. Was he in the last movie? He was not, was he? I don't think so. I don't I think, think so new. either. What do you think about him? <laughs> That's what I think about him. He's funny. I guess so. Yeah. I'll say that. I think he's funny. Mostly just how weird he is. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know, he's very kind of. He wants to be like really no nonsense, serious ideas. Yeah, um, but he also kind of wants to be friendly. Mm-hmm. Like he wants people to like him, even while he's being kind of no nonsense. And yeah, he's and, able to go from no nonsense to lots of nonsense, right? Pretty quickly, right. and vice versa. Yeah, uh, and he's a character from the comics as well. He's much cooler <laughs> in the comics. He's uh, he's an agent. He actually, like, one of my favorite Marvel superhero teams is a group um, from the 2000s called Agents of Atlas. Mm. And Jimmy Woo is kind of like the secret agent who kind of heads up this this group. Um, but there's, like, a spaceman on it, a robot, a gorilla man, um, Namora, who was, like, Namor's... I don't know if they were, like, boyfriend or girlfriend. He was, like, he was basically, like, back in the, in the 30s and 40s, like, she was, like, the golden age, uh, like, the female version of Namor. Yeah. Um... And then another character named Venus. Anyway, cool team. Jimmy Woo is really cool. So it's fun to see him in this movie, even though he's he's much goofier in yeah. this movie than uh, than he is in the comics. But uh, but he's fun. I like I like seeing mm-hmm. him. I like it whenever he <laughs> the numerous times he breaks into Scott's house because he's a hundred percent confident that Scott is outside getting into trouble. Yeah, which Scott totally is. <laughs> But but it's like a bitches and babysitting kind of a scenario. Like Scott's always able to get back <laughs> in time to uh, to fool Jimmy when he shows up. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the last person we should talk about is um, Janet Van Dyne, mm-hmm. Hope's mom, and she's played by Michelle Pfeiffer. And do you know Michelle Pfeiffer from anything? I know I do. <laughs> uh, she's was Catwoman in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Have you ever watched a movie called Wolf with Jack Nicholson playing a werewolf? Yes. Okay. She was in that too. Uh, but anyway, what did you think of Janet? She has weird molecular powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been stuck in the quantum realm for like 30 years, and mm-hmm. it's changed her physically. So she... Weird quantum. Yeah, it's very Gravity. undefined yet, but she's able to... She heals Ava 
basically mm-hmm. through the power of her touch. She's able to- at least temporarily. Is that what they say? Like, They're going to have to keep working. I don't know what they say, it, but they say that because at the end something happens, and the reason that well, we'll probably get to that later. I'm assuming. Let's go ahead and get to it. What are they trying okay. to do? It's the it's one of the post credit scenes. There's two post credit scenes. Yeah. So there's the the one is just kind of a goofy thing at the end where the ants still playing yeah. drums. Then, then the other one has Scott going into the time uh, the, the time tunnel, the quantum, the, yeah. the quantum tunnel. And yeah. you know, how does that relate to Ava? Because the reason he's going in there is to get quantum healing particles for oh, Ava. Oh, so they're still okay. So she's not fully healed. Yeah. Okay, got it. But uh, any any other thoughts on Janet other than her kind of new superpower? She's cool. Yeah. Yes. I like her. I like her a lot. I, yeah. I like Michelle Pfeiffer a lot. Yeah. I just I don't know. I, I like her relationship with Hope, and um, and they kind of it mirrors Scott's relationship with Cassie in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Um, so she just, she really feels like part of that family. Like it's not just, uh, Oh, here's this new person. We have to kind of shoehorn into this little group. Like she feels almost instantly like she's a part of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of chemistry between her and both Hank and hope. I think. Yeah. Any, any, what, what's, uh, what's some of your favorite, just like funny moments or cool scenes or, uh, that whole chase at the end. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Hope... In fact, I think... Because isn't... Doesn't it take place in the same spot that, uh... What's up, Doc? Yeah, filmed in San Francisco. Like, I I completely forgotten that it, the story took place there. I was thinking it was L.A. or something, but... Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so... Yep, What's up, Doc? Well, even, uh... The, the first Hulk movie um, mm-hmm. had scenes there. Yeah. Um, it's just a really cool look uh, with these hills and these winding roads. And but the reason I thought of that, because... What's up, Doc? Had arguably one of the best chase scenes in all of cinema history. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was cool that maybe they were trying to at least have a nod to that or recapture that feel. Yeah. We'll have to watch and a movie called uh, Bullet at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a kind of a cop movie, but it, it also has a really great car chase sequence yeah. in San Francisco. That chase sequence at the end, like, you know, the, the cars, especially mm-hmm. the ones that Hope is driving, uh, you know, they grow, they shrink. Um, mm-hmm. like she shrinks it down. She'll let the other car drive on top of her. Then she'll make it giant sized again or regular yeah. sized again. And they try and ram her. She just shrinks it down. So they just ram into another car. Right. Yeah. Building or something. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like it, I was thinking about that fight at the end of Ant-Man, like mm-hmm. around the train set, which is, you know, that's really fun, but this is even cooler. Duff <laughs> is like shrinking. It's growing. It's, you know, giant, uh, <laughs> giant hello kitty Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> You got pezzed. <laughs> you got pezzed. And Luz gets to drive a Hot Wheels. Yeah, right, right. Flaming uh, purple. And that just kind of reminds me, like, all of Hope's, like, action sequences are really cool mm-hmm. because she just, she's in full command of the suit. Like, she really knows what she's doing in it. Uh, mm-hmm. She can fly. So she's just, like, shrinking, growing, shrinking, growing. And I like the, the thing at the end of this big chase scene where um, Walton Goggins has got the lab that everybody's after. Mm-hmm. And he's escaping on a ferry, and then Scott grows to humongo giant size. <laughs> In fact, he gets mistaken for a humpback. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that whole like grand finale was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anything else you uh, really like? The school scene. <laughs> Where he gets kind of <laughs> caught at, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like maybe yeah, three or four feet tall. Because Scott has some problems with his suit, yeah. so... <laughs> 
sometimes get stuck in various sizes. <laughs> yeah, so he's basically stuck at the size of like a second grader. Yeah. <laughs> he has to put on this hoodie, and uh, he runs with the hoodie, and like the sleeves are too long, and so they're flapping around. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like trying to go down the stairs, and he's just like, clump, 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 clump. And uh, Hank, when he's doing he's like, how was school? <laughs> Want a juice box and some string cheese? <laughs> He's like, do you have a juice box and some string cheese? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that was good. Luis is still super funny. Yeah. And he tells, a, tells some stories with on truth serum. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I like the whole truth serum thing, because the guy who develops it is like, there's no such thing as truth serum. So, well, what does it do? Well, it makes you really susceptible and, and uh, compliant. Cause truth serum. <laughs> Also, uh, one of Scott and Luis's friends keeps thinking ghosts is Bobby Yaga. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Russian guy, he's like all into the story of Bobby Yaga. There's like some cool, creepy music that they even play when he's talking about it. <laughs> so, it and then after, <laughs> after, like, she shows up out of nowhere to, and <laughs> leaves, he's like doing this little nursery rhyme about right. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that was great. New song that they brought into the Marvel movies. Hello, world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Yeah, they could play that a couple of times. And Scott's doing nothing around the house, pretty much. Right, right. And credit sequence? Well, let's, let's save that for a second. Is there anything you don't like? Not really. Yeah, there's nothing that I, I actually dislike either. It's. Um, yeah. It's still probably going to be lower on my list. Yeah. I'm guessing. We'll see. Not because I don't like it, but just because it feels a little bit similar to uh, to Ant-Man, which is fine. Because mm-hmm. Ant-Man was super fun. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Talk about that in credit sequence and connections to other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what do you want to say? Uh, so at the end, Scott goes into the wormhole to get some quantum healing particles. Mm-hmm. But before he gets out, he loses communication, yes. and everyone turned to ash. Yeah, so all three of the Pims, Van Dynes, mm-hmm. um, were taken out in Thanos' snap. Yep. But before he went in there, Janet was giving him some instructions, mm-hmm. and one of his instructions was, do you remember you know what I'm talking about? Uh, don't go into tardigrade fields? Uh, he, she did say that. Said, but really, also, don't really go into time <laughs> wormholes or whatever. Yeah, something like a, a time <laughs> pocket, or I forget what yeah. you called it, but the word time was in there. So mm-hmm. um, that's my theory, is that he is going to, in Endgame, if not Captain Marvel, um, we'll see him appear in another time. Mm. Because he has mm. gotten sucked into a whatever that was that she said not to get sucked into. <laughs> okay, so any other connections to uh not really it's a pretty standalone feature did somebody mention hawkeye no i think it was just an infinity war okay so hawkeye's taking the same deal that scott has he doesn't come up specifically here no all right yeah i'm interested to see how hawkeye uh shows up in infinity war maybe you know don't tell me i don't i've seen the trailer but i've forgotten most of it I, I don't want to keep it. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that will wrap it up for Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll be back. But we got we got to rank. Oh, em. we got to rank them. I know we're almost done, but not done quite yet. Yeah. So as of uh, putting this one on, we were going to have twenty movies on our movie list. Hmm. So let's figure out where Ant Man and the Wasp goes for you. So we have Avengers, mm-hmm. Ragnar- Ragnarok, yeah, Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. Iron Man three, mm-hmm. Guardians two, mm-hmm. Spider Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. Infinity War, mm-hmm. Guardians one. Uh, you know, I'm gonna put above Guardians one, but below Infinity War. Okay, so that's number eight, and not really. Well, yeah, we do have new heroes. We have Wasp. Yeah. We have Hulk. Mm-hmm. Groot. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Drax. Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Thor. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. Yeah. Star-Lord. Okay, under Ant... Not under Ant... Uh, under Iron Man. Well, before and Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Yeah. Okay. I really want to put her higher, but the problem is there's just so many good people. Yeah. So. All right, so that's number 11. Mm-hmm. Out of 20 for you. Uh, and then villains, so... This is an interesting one. Yeah, it's hard to call Ghost a villain, even though she is for most of the movies. So but I'm, she turns... She turns good at the end. Yeah. What do you think? You want to keep? You want to put her on the villain list or no? I don't know, because I don't think she's... Really, a like she definitely was a villain mm-hmm. before. We haven't really seen this happen before, right? Where the villain basically is redeemed by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. In, in one of these Marvel movies, like I, I can't think yeah, of another example. Like by the end of the same movie, they showed up. And... Yeah, well, I guess Loki. No, because um, it was kind of the opposite for Loki. Because he was good at first, but then he became evil. Well, I'm thinking of like uh, Dark World. Where you know, he starts oh. off completely, you know, a bad guy. But. Well, I'm thinking of more like this is the movie that she first showed up in, and mm-hmm. by the end of the movie that she first showed up in, right? Very right. turned good. Yeah, because we didn't kind of reassess Loki <laughs> based on like we we didn't take him off the villains list after Dark World because he had yeah. become a good guy. So, uh, yeah, so she's kind of unique. Um, so I don't know. What do you want to do? Do we have like? Do you want to put the other guy? I would put him on. Yeah. Okay. I'd say we should keep Ghost off. Okay. For now. All right, but we'll put Sonny Birch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I think for Sonny, I'm going to start at the bottom of your list. <laughs> and okay. We'll from there. So Malekith. Yeah. Uh, is he above Malekith? Oh yeah. Okay. Aldrich Killian. Yeah, he's above him. Darren Cross, Yellow Jacket. Yeah, he's above him. Zemo? Oh, now we get hard. Um, above him. Okay. Obadiah Stane? Yeah, he doesn't go above Obadiah. Okay. So, between Obadiah and Zemo. Yeah. All right, Sonny Birch. That's number 17 out of 21. Mm-hmm. All right, so for me, this movie is... Like, I have the Avengers, Winter Soldier, <laughs> Guardians 2... Infinity War, Homecoming, Black Panther, Ragnarok, Civil War, Guardians 1, mm, Iron Man 3. I feel like this is kind of where it goes, like in this area somewhere. After Iron Man 3, I have First Avenger, Iron Man 2, Iron Man. This feels pretty low, but I'm going to put it after Iron Man 2, Mm. but above Iron Man. So that's number 13. 
which is interesting because so number 12 I have Iron Man 2 13 I have Ant-Man and the Wasp 14 I have Iron Man 15 I have Ant-Man <laughs> um, okay so Wasp she's pretty cool so I've got Agent Carter Captain America Black Widow Thor Iron Man Spider-Man Drax Star-Lord I'm going to put her between Drax and Star-Lord Okay. So that's number eight on my list. And then Sunny, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to come up from the bottom. So um, I think I like him a little bit better than you just because I really like that actor. But mm-hmm. uh, Aldrich Killian is my bottom. Darren Cross, Malekith, Abomination, Alexander Pierce. Ooh, that's where he goes. Under Alexander Pierce, but above Abomination. Mm. Did you say Abomination? Abomination? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> um, all right. So now I think we're done. All right. And what do people need to keep on doing? Keep nerding that lab. <laughs> <laughs>